So, friends, dear listeners, my dear listeners, my aunt Susan really likes it when I say that. I just I want our listeners to understand that like to produce art and to create like we do with this mm-hmm. requires sacrifice. It does. And today we are recording in Amanda's closet because our studio is not ready yet, and this was the best solution we had. So. We're all sort of sitting extremely close, and I anticipate Tammy reading my notes over my shoulder, and it's making me borderline uncomfortable. I'm not going to be able to, because I'm going to try to lay down by this microphone. I have a large closet. It is a large closet. It is. Actually, the acoustics are pretty decent in here. Yeah. Maybe we'll just take our... Maybe we'll bring our mic set up and keep it in here until the studio's ready. (laughs) Just like, all right, Amanda, I need you to unveil. You can put like a sheet over it when Mm -hmm. we're not working. Yeah, that's fine. It can go in that corner. I kind of weirdly like that solution. Is that weird? No. I don't yeah. hate it. It's better than nothing. We're here until March. We're here so. till March. Oh, you're here till March. Uh-huh. I was like, Tammy and I are here until no, March? No, I, I mean, you're more than welcome if you want to set up an air mattress in the closet. I think I should probably apologize to listeners because I had a lot of coffee today and I'm mm-hmm. talking an awful lot and I can hear myself. Okay. okay. And go. What are we talking and about go. today? Well, it's fall, y'all. It is not. It not is. Yet. It's September. You're it's right. mid-September. Uh, okay, yeah. I guess for Texas, I still consider that a summer. I know, because you're right. It's still kind of warm. Feels like summer. But at least it's not summer temperatures. It's just not fall temperatures either. But you guys know that I'm a little bit basic and I can usually make it until about June or July before I start sending pumpkin memes to people Mm -hmm. and before I start uh, browsing the Pottery Barn catalog Uh looking for all the fall things. I especially enjoy your fall countdowns when I'm still trying to enjoy my summer vacation. I know. Some people are just really summer people and I'm not a summer person. I'm a summer person because I don't have to go to work. I do. So perhaps, <laughs> perhaps that's why I don't get summers off anymore. I won't even lie. Like, I might have had a glass of wine in one of my favorite pumpkin glasses as early as May this year. Like, I was just kind of done with May? summer before. Yeah. Okay. I know. It's a little bit. That's um, cheating summer. Okay. It's a little bit pathetic, but also. You have a pool. Like, cheating summer. I it don't like. I've never liked summer. Even when I was a kid and didn't have to go to school, I just. It's too hot. And I've got I this love lovely alabaster skin. You like my Al- summer color alabaster. I'm rocking here? Aaron's like, I'm not going outside anyway, so forget about it. Yeah, I'm surprised you like summer as much yeah. as you do because you she don't like to, to go work. outside at all. She I do like to go outside. She just sneezes. Hmm. I like it. Like has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like you. It well, doesn't like correct. you. In celebration of fall and all the hell that you're already giving me before I even start this episode, <laughs> uh, we are going to do superstitions about fall and autumn. Today. I'm actually so ready for this. I know. I, I am. This I is am. my favorite part of the year. Like, once I hit September, it's kind of a steamroll into everything that I care about because I love the fall. Thanksgiving is my very favorite mm-hmm. holiday. Me too. I get time off work, and who doesn't like Christmas? So it's sort of like the four happiest months of the year. Oh, and also football season. Right. Like, I may not be able to follow the plays, but I definitely enjoy a good football game. <laughs> I like to be there. I stand on the sidelines at our it's high school atmosphere. games. I just don't really understand what's happening. And one time I was shooting photos at a playoff game for the school that I work for, um, and I almost got killed on the sidelines when some very large youth came running with a ball and I was trying to get the shot and then it occurred to me he was running right at my face and (laughs) Um, my director of safety actually picked me up and moved me out of the way because I almost died but it doesn't matter because I still love football she was almost part of the game (laughs) (laughs) I was was almost a headline (laughs) it's a different way to make the news okay so thinking about fall I get a lot of 
hell from my family overseas because I'm like, fall, y'all, fall. All the things fall. And they don't call it fall over there. They call it autumn. Uh And so, like, my brother-in-law particularly, his favorite thing in the world is for me to say something about fall. And he just, like, dies giggling. You've met him, you know? (laughs) Right. He kind of finds humor where there is no humor. But that's, like, his favorite thing that I do. So I started thinking when I was researching all this stuff, like, why why is it called fall? Why is it called autumn? Why do we call it one thing? Or maybe it's just me, right? Okay. So, <clears throat> dear listeners, in honor of all the mold wine, hearty stews, sweater weather, and fantastic <laughs> boots, we're talking about superstitions related to autumn in the fall. So sip that pumpkin spice latte, prop up those Ugg boots, and cozy up in your favorite sweater. Yes, ma'am. Mercy. Tammy's actually cringing. I just saw that happen. Uh-uh. Yeah. I wish that I had a... I am in my new favorite sweater. I, yes. It is cute. Um, and I wish that I were drinking a pumpkin spice latte right now, but know. I have tea instead. Not, Not the same. Way. Not the same. Okay. So we're going to start off with Amanda's favorite, which is a history lesson. Yes. I thought you were going to say pumpkin. Pumpkin history lesson. <laughs> there, you know what? There are no pumpkins in this episode. What? No. I know. I feel cheated. Well, I'll get you a pumpkin when we're done here. Mm-hmm. Amanda, stop listening. Yeah. Man- Amanda, oh. if you'd like to exit, settle down, sister. All right. <laughs> I had to throw tea at me. <laughs> okay. So history. We might okay. call it. I'll wait. I'm sorry. I'll she wait. just burned herself. Burn it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Okay. So we're going to start with history. History. We may call it fall, but once upon a time, the season that comes after summer. But before winter was referred to simply as the harvest. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It wasn't yes. okay. It was the harvest, which was the old name for fall. So at the time, the name was used to reflect um, when farmers gathered their crops for winter storage. And that was roughly between August and November of the year. Astronomically, the season lasts from the end of September until December between the autumnal equinox and the winter solstice. But that's only in the northern hemisphere because the southern hemisphere has reverse seasons. So the word harvest comes from the old Norse word host, meaning to gather or to pluck. In the early 1600s, as more people started moving into cities, the word harvest fell out of use. And instead, city dwellers began to use the the phrase fall of the leaf to refer to the third season of the year when trees began to lose mm-hmm. their leaves. Mm-hmm. Now fall makes sense. You could argue in Texas that's actually winter, but you know. I mean, <laughs> hashtag whatever. Okay, the word fall <laughs> itself comes from the old English word phalen, which means to fall or to die, and over time the phrase was shortened to fall. Fall of the leaf is a little bit clunky to use uh, right. in common phrases. So it's mm-hmm. like, what's your favorite season? Fall, fall of the of leaf. That <laughs> old English. Phalen sounds like an Irish surname. It kind of does. Um, so surprisingly, we don't actually know where the word autumn comes from. It was used as far back as the 1300s by Chaucer. You guys know who Chaucer yeah. is, right? Uh-huh. The author. Um, and Shakespeare often used the word, like in Midsummer Night's Dream, when one character describes the cycle of the year. The spring, the summer, the chilling autumn, angry winter. Um, however, etymologists have not been able to determine the precise origin of the word itself. Now, That's at- autumn? That's autumn. Yeah, they haven't been able to actually determine where the word autumn originally came from and when it was first used. Hmm. So as English, the language, spread to the New World, the common season name split as well. The use of the word fall fell out of favor in England and in the UK, which explains why my brother-in-law thinks it's so hilarious Uh that I say fall instead of autumn. (laughs) Because over there, they still say autumn. Right. Um, Now, American English today uses the word fall, while the British English still uses autumn almost exclusively. So fall provides a nice foil to its opposite season, spring, and gives us the helpful reminder, spring ahead, fall back, when we get confused about our clocks during daylight savings times. Now there is, of course, some pagan ties and festivals that align with the autumn equinox. The beginning of autumn is also known as the Feast of Mabon in pagan and Wiccan cultures and circles. 
Maybon typically falls around September 21st in the Northern Hemisphere and March 21st in the Southern Hemisphere because, again, they're flipped because mm-hmm. of where the equator is. It's a feast day and a festival to celebrate the harvest. It's also a time of balance, of equal hours of light and dark, and a reminder that cold weather is not very far away. I, I love it. Okay. Okay. Continue. So we've done the history lesson. Oh I gosh. love the history lesson. Now what about superstition? Surprisingly, there actually are not a ton of autumn exclusive superstitions, but the ones that I were uh, the ones that I was able to find absolutely have to do with the harvest and kind of the mm-hmm. season itself. Um, so not so long ago, before we could just pop down to the super supermarket and buy our parsnips, potatoes, and pork, <laughs> many people were self sufficient farmers and were expected to provide the food for themselves. Mm-hmm. And like if they had any tenants or neighbors, everybody kind of you had to do it yourself. Essentially, there wasn't a place that you I could just it. go. Yes. Right. Okay, so their fate often was left up to the weather and the seasons, which are two things that we know that we have very little external control over. Mm -hmm. Um, And understandably, many of the superstitions existed because of worries and concerns about lack of food for the winter season. We've seen that a lot. We've seen it several times. Similar to the, like when we were talking about gardening, same Mm -hmm. with growing stuff, yeah. Yes, and there were actually a lot of things that I could have like dipped back in from your gardening, but I didn't, we just did the gardening episode not that long ago, so I didn't want to be too heavy handed there. Winters were particularly scary for our not so distant ancestors because of the impending possibility that they could have frozen or starved to death. Uh, It's normal that a lot of the superstitions involve death or dying, and many flowers and budding plants that bloomed later in the year were not a good sign. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of flowery stuff in here, but I tried to do ones that Tammy hadn't covered in her gardening episode. So a healthy harvest equals a warm winter. If during the autumn fruits have been in abundance and ripeness, it means that the winter is not going to be too chilly. Now this is because fruits need a little bit of warmth in order to ripen. So a warm autumn and ripe fruit meant a warm winter. So that was a good sign. From ancient history all the way to the modern world, the autumn equinox has been a moment in which farmers harvest the crops they've grown in the summer to prepare for a long and cold winter. Because fruit is symbolic of all that thrives under the sun, it makes sense that it would have something to do with an old wives' tale about autumn. So I found this journalist when I was researching. Um, Her name is Allison Williams, and she's got a great little website if anyone's interested in kind of Googling. She does a lot of superstitious stuff, and particularly about autumn. So I'm going to quote her a couple of times in here. Um, According to the journalist, Allison Williams, the more fruit that's available after the harvest, the easier the winter will be. Um, So if I were you, I would use this as an excuse to stock up on as much fruit as you possibly can. Not that it's exactly the same here in 2019, but you know, I'm not one to laugh in the face of a superstition. Uh -uh. I'm not one to balk at extra fruit. So there you go. See? Hashtag health. Okay. So this one's not exactly quackers. Order. Stop. I, know. I know it's so bad i even wrote my notes wait hear me out i'm so, uh, I'm yes. so upset with you <laughs> i'm not i'm not at all okay our ancestors thought that if ducks decided to stay late in the year before they migrate south it meant that the autumn had been particularly warm which again in turn meant that the winter was going to be warm and that it will come later than expected so it's going to be kind of a, a longer autumn a warmer winter and um a sooner spring as well So Allison Williams also mentioned in her article that fruit isn't the only crop that's associated with superstitions and and surrounding the autumn equinox. There's also a strange tale going around about onions. Apparently, the consistency of your onion skin can say a lot about how difficult the winter will be. Hmm. A thin skin on your onion means winter of ease, while a thick skin means that only cold misery lies ahead. Oh, no. Which part counts as the skin? Is that like the, the, the outside stuff? paper? Yeah, that's okay. the skin. Not the actual fruit itself. 
Um, but you can add that to your list of reasons that onions make you cry. <laughs> you are full of it. <laughs> you all time. hate me today, don't you? I don't. She Lord. might. I do not. <laughs> and I had to write the jokes down because you know that I can't remember uh-huh, anything. Yes. I tried to tell Amanda off topic completely, but I tried to tell Amanda a joke earlier today. And all I could remember was the punchline, but not the joke. And it was so bad. She just stared at me. Mm-hmm. And Amanda's usually the one that, like, pity laughs I at me I still anyway. laugh. When you got to the punchline, I was like, Meh. okay, <laughs> I see it. She was just laughing at you, struggling to remember I the know. joke. You're exactly right. And it was bad. Okay, so a cherry on top of the casket. You what? Guys, are you guys familiar with cherry trees? Um, I mean, I've heard of them. Right. Right. They're, they're really big in, like, the Washington, D.C. area. They They bloom, and it's kind of, like... This, because you know, George everyone Washington. goes right because of George, George Washington. Washington and I the hate you. You're as bad as I am today. No, it's better. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. I have editing control over the podcast. <laughs> but you know how everyone goes to the Northeast to look at leaves, like yeah. the, the fall foliage uh-huh. is kind of a thing. Well, that's like there's. I think it's in the spring that they bloom, but like that's when people want to go to DC during cherry tree because uh-huh. the, the blooms are just really beautiful. Anyway, if a cherry tree bloomed in autumn, this is terrible. This is a terrible sign for you, your friends, or your family. If you see the juicy red fruits making an appearance late in the year, this meant unfortunately someone was going to die. And oh, if no. that wasn't enough, it meant the tree was also going to wilt and die. Oh, mm-hmm. isn't that, that is depressing? That is sad. So you know, I would just refrain from going anywhere near them because if you don't see the fruits, then it didn't happen. Right, it right? didn't happen. I'm a healthy believer in denial. <laughs> Okay, so going back to fall and season of the falling leaf, uh-huh. we're going to talk about catching a falling leaf. Catch a falling star. I knew you were going to do that. I knew it before you started. I had to. I gonna... almost stopped myself, but I couldn't. I don't want you to. Put it in your pocket. Now I want you to stop. Yeah, that was enough. Okay, so it's said that if you catch a leaf on the first day of autumn, the falling leaf could help you avoid a cold or sickness throughout the whole winter. And some people hmm. say that it's good luck and you can make a wish if you caught one. And, and a different kind of variation on that superstition says that for every leaf you catch, you will have a lucky month in the following year. So considering that I basically had bronchitis for yeah. six months. Remember the gardening episode that came up and mm-hmm. I told you you needed to go catching mm-hmm. leaves. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, on the first day of autumn, you'll catch me outside trying to find falling leaves. How about that? How about that? Except it's going to be too early because you think it's autumn before it's autumn. I know. I started <laughs> one time at an old job on like, uh, honestly, it was like August 3rd or 4th or something. I wore boots and it was like 100 degrees. <laughs> right. I wore boots Gross. because I'm like, it's fall. And they're like, first of all, autumn is still summer. Yeah. Um, and also too, August it's is still degree. summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Autumn. Not August. Not autumn. <laughs> Again, caffeine. <laughs> okay. So if you want to know when the worst of winter will be, go look for some caterpillars. Caterpillars. Oh, caterpillars. caterpillars. If you find lots of caterpillars that are dark brown in the middle but yellow at each end, then the winter will be cold. However, if there are lots of them of any color, then the winter, the whole winter will be cold. Oh, I read that wrong. Okay. If you find lots of caterpillars that are dark brown in the middle but yellow at each end, then the middle of winter will be cold. But if there are lots of caterpillars of any color, then the entire winter will be cold. Mm, uh-huh. uh-huh. I would like to encourage anyone who wants to do a podcast to read their notes before they start recording. <laughs> so we've seen this in a ton of different superstitions, but one thing that our ancestors were particularly scared of was death. Um, yes. They understood it even less than we do now, which there's still tons of mystery surrounding death. So a lot of superstitions and predictions offered comfort and kind of giving an idea of control over the future. 
Um, and a lot of these just specifically concern death. So if you see a primrose growing in your yard in autumn, then that was a sign of death. Again, the cherry tree, remember, blooming in autumn, that means death for not just the person, but also the tree. And then in the west of Scotland, a white rose blooming in autumn was another sign of impending death. But Ooh. the blooming of a red rose meant an early marriage. Oh, okay. I feel as though you could maybe control that by choosing the roses that you plant. Mm, you never know. You never know. These things happen. Okay, so I'm switching gears a little bit because, like I mentioned, there weren't a ton of superstitions mm -hmm. that were sort of autumn-specific. But because it's the season of the harvest, a lot of it had to do with the moon. And we have done several episodes on the moon, so I'm going to try not to touch on the things, particularly your episode on the full moon. We're not yeah. going to get too heavy into that. But there was a lot with the harvest in the moon um, and kind of how it makes people crazy. So that's no less true in autumn. In the Northern Hemisphere, in September of each year, there is a harvest moon. So this is the full moon that happens closest to the autumnal equinox, which is the day that the plane of the Earth's equator passes through the center of the sun and marks the beginning of fall. So it's the official first day of fall. Uh, this full moon is special as the time differences between moonrise and following evenings are shorter than usual. So before I dive into details on the harvest moon, I'd like to point out that fall 2019's harvest moon was actually about a week and a half ago on September 14th. So we've missed it, but gotcha. on October 13th, you can catch the next full moon, which is called the hunter's moon. Oh. And the hunter's moon is also known as the blood moon. You've probably seen pictures mm -hmm. of that where it's very deep red in color. Yep. But today we're talking specifically about the harvest moon. So this one tends to be larger and more colorful than any other moons of the year. This is because of the tilt of the earth and reflections from the atmosphere. The harvest moon gets its name from the extra light that it gives farmers, which means in times before electricity, they had even longer to harvest their crops. The harvest moon also has other names. It's known as the wine moon, as it is through this that grapes are plump and ready for collecting. That was a poorly okay. written sentence. It really was. For someone who does this professionally, that was a <laughs> It's also called the singing moon because festivals are held to mark the moon that involve a lot of singing. It's also the last full moon before Halloween. This moon has been called the elk call moon, too. The Native American tribes may call it a harvest moon that rises in September, the full corn moon, and some European people call it the gypsy moon. The Chinese call the moon the chrysanthemum moon because of the illusion of the color change. Which this again is all the blood be... moon, right? No, this is all the, the harvest moon. moon. The hunter's moon is the one that's called the blood moon. Oh. That'll be the next one we actually see just because the harvest moon was about a week and a half ago. So September's is the harvest September's moon. September's is the oh, harvest okay. moon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to point out what I the next one was since we've passed it. So the Celts used the harvest moon to mark the time before Samhain and considered it a blessing. It was a time of crop collection, but also large parties, singing and dancing. The Norse noted that the harvest moon was often the first full moon after the frost of the winter seasons, and they considered it to be the most powerful moon of the year, and associated with you guys' favorite friend, the trickster god Loki. Nice. I know y'all love him. That's her. <laughs> Whatever you say. In honor of the moon, we're going to do a quick rundown of a few additional moon superstitions, and I don't have any detail on any of these, so I'm just going to roll them out there. Okay. Kind of like when I did the predicting babies one, and I just yes, said all the uh -huh. things. So these are just, I've got... <laughs> just said all the things. I just said all the things. like every episode I do. <laughs> <laughs> so here's just a couple more um, moon superstitions. An old Chinese superstition suggests that your ears may fall off if you point to the moon. Oh, boy. Okay. So keep those fingers down, ladies. Yeah. Pointing is rude anyway, so. It is rude. It's dangerous to sleep with the moon shining on your face. What? I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I think Amanda said that one in her episode. That was a long time ago. It was. It that was. was one of our earlier ones. 
Seeing a new moon for the first time on a Monday is lucky. Go, oh, I'm going to try this one. Go outside with an empty purse or wallet under a full, full moon and say, fill up nine uh-huh. times. And within a few days, you will come into money. All right. Somebody remind me of that, please. So again, I just gave you the date of the next full moon. And I suggest you all go out with your empty wallets. Right. Uh, red moon is a sign of war. If the first time you see a new moon in a month is by looking over your right shoulder, then it is considered lucky. So if you see it for a the first moon. time, but a new moon. But you can't see the new moon. Isn't that the one that's completely eclipsed? Know. I don't really know. Okay. I'm just doing what people told me. And then um, last one, if you rub an injury on a horse with silver during the light of the full moon, then the horse will make a full recovery. So oh. all you equine enthusiasts out there, I just gave you a little bit of a tip. Good to know. So there we go. Not a whole lot of material, um, but there was no way that I couldn't do autumn as an episode when you guys know that I live for it. I can usually right. make it. I can make it like I like winter. It's not my favorite, but I like winter and I don't mind spring, although I sneeze a lot. But once we hit summer, y'all, I'm already over it. I'm over it before it starts. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. In truth, mm-hmm. Aaron only celebrates one season. I do. Well. I actually do celebrate autumn year round. Yeah. It's true. Um, I'm surprised you don't own like plaid tank tops for the summer or something. No, next I think year I do. Well. <laughs> yeah, right. I I think I only have one, but I think I do. Yeah, y'all, I love a good like flannel pullover over a t-shirt. Thanks for listening to Salt Over, over your, your Shoulder, a Redwater production. We appreciate your support. Your download allowed our crazy idea to gain steam and make it into your podcast directories. We couldn't do this without you. If you'd like to continue your support, you can engage with us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at SaltThePod, or follow us on Facebook at Salt Over Your Shoulder. You can also email us at saltoveryourshoulder at gmail.com. Special thanks to the one and only Andrew York for our awesome graphic. If you'd like to continue your support, please consider giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast directory. This helps other people find us as well. You can also become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash salt the pod. See you next time.